I'm Valeska Pringle, and I'm appreciative to be on Atomic Podcast. I'm an ex-pro wrestler, a stunt actress, and I can't wait to talk to him even more and give him some really quick updates on what's going on in my life. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. Coming to you live from Delavan, Wisconsin, where I blow up the news on a verbal scale. I am your host, Efren Guzman. My guest today, she's an independent wrestling superstar. She's an actress, stunt woman, Valeska. Val, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm happy to be on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for being on. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> it's funny because it's like we had our little conversation before and getting to know each other. You're very cool and very energetic and um, your proud um, pet mom, <laughs> animal mom. Um, <laughs> first of all, before I even yeah. <laughs> before I even start with you, um, how you've been dealing in Canada with the quarantine? How's everything by you? Uh, quite honestly, like I'm very I'm a homebody anyway, um, so it's it kind of not really out of the norm to to be at home and you know kind of do those sort of things. Um, but the whole. Uh, quarantine thing I think was a really good wake up call uh, for people um, I think just to honestly respect other people's space and it, as funny as it sounds I think when you know when someone is standing in the middle of an aisle in a, in the grocery store they tend not to do that anymore so <laughs> it's kind of it's, it's a little bit different and um, not much has changed for me but I think it has changed for a lot of people I think as far as like respective space and and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, completely out of fear, um, but have realized that you know they they are entitled to a certain amount of space. So it's kind of it's it, it's really odd. And this whole quarantine thing, I'm just oh my goodness. I I honestly think too like you're preventing yourself from building an immune system <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's kind of the back and forth of both right so I don't know it's a little that's a real it's really touch and go I guess well you can't touch anything anymore so <laughs> I <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> no. I I know we can't I know and then as we as as the days go by, um, well, in the states here, everything is opened up little by little. But then, the spikes in corona cases have increased because of the people who are not social distancing and like the bars are open. Everybody is going back together, so it's just it's it has its ups and downs with you know reopening everything. And people think everything shouldn't reopen. Um, do you think we open too soon or? Um, I think, like, um, all the kids who didn't eat dirt uh, when they were little <laughs> or, you know, play in the mud, I think that that's going to be a huge effect on, on people who didn't develop that sort of a, uh, immune system. Um, I, I don't think that opening too soon is a bad thing. Um, mm-hmm. But I also, when I, when I looked at when this first started happening and Florida opened up their beaches, I, th- I believe it was in Florida, I think. Uh-huh. Um, and they opened beaches and all the people were there. And 
uh, people are going stir crazy. And so I think no matter what you do, it's going to, no matter what level we're at, whether it's one, two, stage three, or wherever we're at, people are going to congregate together anyway because they're tired of being, having that cabin fever. You know, and I, it's, I don't believe, and I, you know, it's quite surprising to be honest with all the social media we have now and all that, how we can talk to each other just like you and I, that people are still wanting to get out and get away from social media now because it's that, that social interaction that people are craving. And I, do I believe it's a good thing? Um, is there such a thing as population regulation? I don't know. It's kind of, there's so many things that contribute to all of this. So I, I think it's, we need to start to get our lives back together. Absolutely. And people need to go back to work and, you know, we're all sitting around getting fat. (laughs) <laughs> we got to start doing something like even my baseball season is starting uh july 3rd yeah. but there's all these rules now yeah. like you have to wash that down you have to do this and it's kind of like okay well this is a little bit much it kind of takes the fun away from from life yeah. you know so i don't know i wish things would and not the new normal but go back to the way it was i wish it would be like that if we had that option for sure True. Um, speaking about yourself, you're originally from Poland, right? You was born in Poland? Correct, yeah. Yeah, and um, how was your upbringing like growing up in Poland? Um, well, uh, some stuff I can talk about, some stuff I can't. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> I've written some books about my life, which are currently in a contract to be written to a film, so I can't talk about it too much. Okay. Um, but uh, it was, everyone knew their role, whether you're a man or a woman, or it didn't matter what you were. You're a farmer, you're a mechanic, you're a welder. Everyone knew their role, and everyone helped each other. Mm-hmm. You, know, like, you know, and that's how I was brought up. Like, if you're really, really good at something, help somebody who, who needs it. You know, and that's not what I see in any place that I've ever gone other than home, to be honest with you. Like, I, you know, it can is a little bit different because everyone's quite nice, but no one knows their neighbors. Yeah. Everyone's still, so, I don't know, it's, it's, it's very, very different. The people are more humble there and help each other out more and, you know, deal with what's going on in society as a, as a group as opposed to fighting off one another like each other you know yeah no I know and upbringing like that like it's you know yeah it's very different <laughs> yeah um and how's how was growing up over there with your family how was that like you had a great childhood um I yeah to a point mm-hmm. um and then at some point it was just me and my dad mm. so and I I'm very, very grateful because I learned what it was like from a men's perspective. Yeah. And being like my mother and what it's like to, to be a woman. Like I, I got to learn both. And I, I really actually appreciate more learning from a men's perspective and how much uh, 
um, they they have to prove. I, I guess does that make sense? Like yeah. you, you guys have a lot of plate. I have to give you guys that. That's for sure. Yeah, and you I'm, know you, you yeah. have to be able to go to bed at night and lay your head down peacefully. And if you didn't accomplish something, you wait. You put so much weight on yourself. You know. Yeah. It's very, very different learning from that perspective, for sure. Yeah. Is it, you know, seeing, you know, you say, you know, so you're, you're will you consider yourself like um, a daddy's girl then more than a mama's girl? Oh, definitely a daddy's girl, for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm a deaf homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't wearing dresses right from the beginning. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a 10, but I clean up good. So. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, Go ahead. I was going to say, what's what's the, from remembering when you was younger, what's the best thing, what best memory you have of your dad? Like, what was the best thing, like, you remember that you and your dad, that you guys do together? Like, what's the best memory you have? I, quite honestly, my very best memory, well, there's two of them, actually. The first one, though, um, I was arguing with him, and I must have been maybe eight or nine years old. I wanted to be a welder like him. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, 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 no. He fought me and fought me and fought me about it. And I said, well, what if I want to become a mechanic then? And he's like, well, okay. <laughs> and he threw a car down on the garage floor, and it was completely in pieces. He goes, you put this back together, put it into the car, and if it runs, then you'll be a mechanic. But wow. he didn't want me to be a well. So that was like the, the turning point like uh, where we really connected with each other because welding is a tough job you know and so is a mechanic too but it's uh he didn't want me to go through the same thing that he went through yeah but he knew i was fine to do something so that was like probably my most favorite moment when the carburetor got put back into the car and the car started up like no problem. <laughs> 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 and he was so happy, like he was really, really happy. But I think the the old the other time that is most memorable for me is when we had a pet uh, pig named Frank. <laughs> and Frank would come into the house and he would go underneath my dad's feet. My dad would use him as like a footstool. Mm-hmm. And me and my dad sat and we drank beer and shots of vodka and just shot the shit for hours like just talked about everything yeah you know and what i do and what i you know and i was young uh, it's, it's so young i was maybe 14 yeah 13 or 14 and we just sat there and we drank beer and you know it was just he was my best friend for sure there was no question about that he always had my back he you know he was the best hugger in the world that's for sure <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Um, what, what, um, how did you come to Canada then? Like, how did you come to the, to, to Canada from Poland? Like, you, did you stop in the States uh, first or? Did I wish straight? I said, did you stop in the States first before you went to Canada or you just went straight to Canada? No, I went straight to Canada. Um, and part of that story I can't really talk about because it is part of the film, okay. um, which is under co- I can't really talk about that part too much. Um, But uh, I will say it was quite an adventure. It was was a very lonely adventure. (laughs) Wow. But that I can get 
a little bit later for sure. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. And um, growing up, um, how did you enter in the world of wrestling? Like, how did you get get into that from point A to point B? How did you go into wrestling? Well, it was um, I moved to a basement suite uh, out in Maple Ridge in BC, uh-huh. and my landlord who happened to be a cop, <laughs> was also a wrestler. Oh, wow. And he's like, I, I have the perfect job for you. Because I'm, I, I'm an, like a, an athletic person. I love playing sports, football and baseball and that kind of stuff. And he's like, well, you know, I have this job for you. And he's like, would you be my manager? And, you know, he was the wrestler and I would be the manager. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll try this out. And it was really odd. I had to wear sunglasses because I didn't want everyone to see how fearful I was of all the people that were there. (laughs) But I went out there and, you know, as time went by, it didn't take too long. It was maybe a month or two. And I'm like, I don't want to be a stupid manager. I'm like, I want to be a wrestler. Yeah. So I went to training and did all that kind of stuff. And then just became the best heel I could be. And it, you know, word gets around. It's a very like kind of cult culture, right? So, yeah. word around, and then you just make a name for yourself, I guess, right? So, but yeah, that's how it all kind of started. <laughs> Wait, so you went to wrestling school at the same place you was being a manager at the same the same wrestling facility? Yeah, yeah, it was the same. Like, uh, the like, there's all different. Of course, you know, like there's uh, all different companies, yeah, right. Of wrestling, you know, there's thousands of them out there now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one that my landlord was at, like the company he was working for, um, he said go to their training camp, mm-hmm. and so I did. You know, you get kind of like a one day shot, and if you're if you're decent, they'll keep you, and if you're not good, then they don't. Mm-hmm. So, but. I made it, so it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, how was your experience, like, learning and being a part of it? Because you're very athletic yourself. Um, how how was it taking your first wrestling bump? Uh, you know, it was honestly quite fine. Like, I, it was kind of, I guess it depended on who you were working with. Mm-hmm. Like, in, like uh, some people are what they call stiffer than others. And I've had a little bit of both. Some people are really light to work with. Some people are really stiff to work with. And the the very first bump I took was kind of quite shocking because we weren't actually in a wrestling ring. We were in a boxing ring. Oh. And so no pad underneath, like, the actual mat cover. It was, it was just wood. Yeah. And there was no like comfort <laughs> in taking that bump <laughs> really so it, it was pretty stiff regardless of who you were working with but it actually made me a, a tougher wrestler because as soon as you got onto an actual wrestling ring it felt so much better when you're landing on some sort of cushion mm-hmm. like some sort of pad was actually underneath but it was it was a little was, i remember going home and I was like, oh my gosh, my hip bones are sore and everything. Because I'm quite thin, like I'm not a heavy person. Mm-hmm. So my bones actually felt everything as opposed to any of the meat that I do have on me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it, yeah, it wasn't 
too, too bad, but I could definitely feel it for definitely a week or so, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, so um, did you get, like, a lot of bruises on your body, and did you, like, did you, like, deal with the pain when you was having it? Yeah, it's, um, I, it comes, I think, with the job, yeah. you know, of, of doing that. You're going to get bruises and bumps no matter what. Um, I think it, the worst thing I actually ever had, just like anyone else, uh, my, I broke my neck. Yeah. And it was from something very, very simple that didn't seem to, would you would think that that would happen. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, get piled dragged into the ground or, or into the mat or anything like that. It, it was into a turnbuckle. Oh, and yeah. it, You know, so it, it, I think it's just lack of, like, experience from other wrestlers, from other people, um, and not being safe. You know, you always have to protect yourself, but it, there's times where you, you can't. Yeah. And you're, you're relying on the person to protect you, and it's you know, you, that's when you get the bumps and bruises when the other person doesn't know how to protect you. Mm. You know, if you're in, you're in a vulnerable spot, right? So yeah. it's kind of, yeah, there's, there's been a few for sure. I've had my skin broken open on my chest from chops, oh my like God. to the chest. Yeah, like, you know, black eyes and broken lips and, you know, chipped teeth and all kinds of things. Like, you, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot that goes on, but I think it's just, really is you know and things happen like of course you know you can't predict everything and accidents always happen but I think really being aware of your opponent and the vulnerability of that opponent all those kinds of things I think all really come to a factor of keeping everyone safe right so yeah yeah so wrestling I said but wrestling has 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 made like it it's been good and bad at times for your body and whatnot, right? It's been good and bad. Yeah, it's yeah, it's been both, but I have to say it's been more than good. Um, like I would say, you know, even with the injuries and stuff, and what you feel like, you, it's how you feel. Like there's more good than bad when you walk out and you're stepping into that ring and you hear the people and there's nothing like better than that like that feeling you get because all those people that sit there or you know have had a bad day at work yeah. they're trying to escape going on in their lives and you're trying to help them escape that and that is a way better feeling than any injury i could have had definitely yeah and how did you transition um wrestling into stunt acting performing like how did that come about Honestly, my husband actually—he's—he was an ex-pro wrestler as well, um, who I met at a show, um, and he—he he was already an actor. He moved to Vancouver um, and became an actor and got into stunts and that sort of stuff. And so the opportunity arose that um, that they were looking for a female in all different kinds of stuff. Like he knew—he he knows so many people, um, and so I had the opportunity. Um, to do, start doing stunts. And the best part was uh, I got hit by a car and my husband was the driver. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he actually got to hit me with the car. So it, was, it was pretty exciting for like my first like real sort of 
you know, stunts. And then we moved on to some other films and uh, did some choreography for stunts, like, together. And I just uh, finished in a film called The Main Event yeah. uh, by WWE on Netflix right now. Yeah, so I'm in that one, um, getting to know the stunt coordinator and, you know, that sort of stuff. So it just kind of, it wasn't something I had planned, mm-hmm. um, but it was a really good opportunity after healing from my neck to get into something that I was really good at to do on film or in, on screen. So, yeah, it was kind of a, it was a really weird opportunity, but it was a really good one for sure. Yeah. Um, do you get more, more, do you have more pain from wrestling or more pain from doing stunt work? Definitely from wrestling. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Not from stunt work? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. A lot of the, like, the stunts are very well, um, they have really good choreography to them. Um, like everything to the T is is really, really planned out so that people are safe. No one's getting injured, even though it does happen. Yeah. Um, but it's well more thought out than... Uh, there's a lot of... Uh, let's put it this way. There's more ego in wrestling. And people have more to prove, yeah. um, which creates more... I guess you would say than as opposed to doing something for a film where everything really has to be on point for you know the unions and the production and you know no one can get injured mm-hmm. right where in it happens more often for sure yeah um, I talked about this before with somebody but let me ask you do you think there should be awards for stunt performers like there are for actors because you know the actors are nothing without their stunt performers do you think there should be like awards for that I do believe that. I think the the time and the what just learning from other stunt people. Like I'm not like way up there in profession. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it but the people I have seen, the work ethic they put in, and the talent that they have, it is just as valuable as the actor itself. And I do believe they should have some like acknowledgement for that. There is no question about that. Like, you you know, people falling off cliffs and doing all this stuff or even, you know, like they should have some sort of definite acknowledgement and awards for that just to recognize how it really all comes together. Like, kayfabe doesn't exist in wrestling anymore and it shouldn't in film anymore. Yeah. You know, you need to know what is going on, like kind of, behind the scenes and acknowledge the people who actually put everything together, you know? So. Yeah, but it's just, it's, it's, it's amazing because there's a lot of, there's a lot of stunts you see from, you know, when you're watching shows or, or um, television, you're watching movies, there's a lot of crazy, insane stunts, even stunts that, you know, you think the act, a lot of people just, you know, you're caught in the moment. So you think the actor's doing it, but it's the stunt performer that does everything that makes it believable, you know, and yeah, I, yeah. You know, and it's, it's, you know, the, the stunt performers don't get a lot of recognition because, you know, you're just the background guy. You're playing whoever person you're playing, so they don't see you as that person, you know? Yeah. What do you think? Do you think there should be some sort of acknowledgement, you think? Yeah, I think they should be because, um, 
there's a lot of performers who are left in the background and you know there's there's people who know screenwriters there's people who know directors and who are you know there's people who know of the producers like oh they this person produced that movie this one this person wrote this film you know but there's there's research you could do on it but there's not an accolade for stunt performers and i just think there should be even uh cgi stunt performers people who stunt perform as godzilla you know there's people who do who does that you know there's performers that doesn't get recognized so yeah i totally agree with you even if you're wearing that black suit with all those green uh, balls on it you know to <laughs> yeah something you know you know it, it all counts for something and i think that a lot of those people are not recognized and they should be yeah. One million, you know. There's one thing to have like a name in the film, but you know, and don't get me wrong, there is uh, names like in the stunt community. Oh yeah, um, that yeah, that are well known. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, but I think they should have like definitely some recognition. Yeah, like, like acknowledgement, some like awards, something like they should have that. You know, when they're doing all these fancy award shows and stuff I, I really do believe that I'd love to see uh, you know like my husband played a, uh, he was a stunt double for Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah and, yeah, and it's kind of like you wish those people would you know like be recognized not just because he's my husband but just to like you know acknowledge that these people are taking so much of their life at risk yeah. and injury and it's and you've seen people die in the stunt industry. We've seen all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But the actors, and I think it just should be more, more open to acknowledging that. I think. Yeah, like stunt performer. Like you tell me if I know anyone offhand. The only one I can really think of is Zoe Bell. Because she put, yeah. she was Xena stunt double, but she also had like starring roles in um I believe Death Proof, you know she was one of the females in Death Proof along with um Rosario Dawson, but you know Zoe yeah. Zoe Bell is a stunt performer. I like now I recognize her more because of Xena, but she also had roles, so it's just like I associate that with that. And you know I think yeah. you know Jackie Chan does his own stunts from what I from what yeah. they say, you know so. Yeah, he's amazing. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh, how long? How long do you think the um, you'll have longevity in the business of stunt performing? Um, I think as long as I'm healthy. Yeah. Um, because you know, young or old, everyone has a skill. Mm-hmm. No, no matter what it is, like everyone has a skill, and I think, especially like in in film that can be used and I think I mean I'm still I'm still young I'm 39 mm-hmm. I'm not considering myself old yet until next year but uh, <laughs> you know I do believe I, I know people who are doing stunts who are in their 50s and 60s who are yeah. still doing stunts and I think as long as you keep yourself healthy and in shape and you know have a good positive mind I think that that can last a really, really long time. I think I got a good 20 years in me yet, I think. (laughs) (laughs) You got more than that. You got more than that. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) Um, You know, there's been a lot of um, people are coming out of the speaking out movement where people have been... 
you know, we talked a little bit about this off the air, but there's a lot of people who are coming out because they've been like mentally, physically, or sexually abused by certain individuals, man, woman, woman, man, doesn't matter. Um, have you ever experienced anything like that? And what are your thoughts on people coming out later on and saying their stories? You know, I have experienced it. I've experienced it like most of my life, not just in the wrestling business, the whole speaking out thing, but I've worked in a man's industry uh, for all my life. Mm -hmm. And so I've heard everything under the sun. Wow. But it's kind of like, if it was that, I have to be myself mentally strong to know that I am better than that. And so I understand the speaking out movement. I really do. And I, I, my heart goes out to those people, like the victims and all of that stuff. But this is at the point where you have to stay really strong to yourself and not let that mentally get you down. Mm-hmm. We, you know, there's so much traumatic things that go on in each of our individual lives. And there is talk to someone, get some help um, to better your, your mentality. And I think, uh, to me, it, the only thing that bothers me is that if it's kind of like a fad diet, everybody goes on it, yeah. hoping that it's going to work, when really it was something that should have been dealt with right from the beginning. Yeah. And so, you know, and I um, don't mean to offend anyone, I don't mean to hurt anyone's feelings, but I do believe that it was, it should be should have been something that was talked about if it happened two years ago, two years ago. You know, and now it, it, people change. People are stupid. You know, they're, they're young and dumb and they say stupid things. You know, like there's a lot of stuff going on. Like, you know, like somebody, say Sammy Guerrero, for example. Yeah. Um, he was talking about Sasha Banks and this mm-hmm. was years ago. Right, and now all of a sudden it came out that this video was leaked and blah blah blah. I don't really know the whole story, but it's kind of like he's changed as a person. He's grown up. I'm I'm sure everyone has said something stupid when they were a kid. Yeah, you know. And I I just do I believe that what's going on in the locker rooms right now with some of the people is wrong. One million percent. There is no question about that, and I totally stand behind all of the the people who are abused and there's no question about that. But I also think there's a lot of people out there looking to attach themselves to this sort of movement. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and maybe that's wrong of me to say, and people can debate that, I guess, but I, I, I do believe there is true victims out there. And I do believe there is bad people out there, you know, especially in the, in the wrestling business. There's a lot of shit that that goes on that no one ever knows about, you know? And I just, do I, everyone always kept their mouths shut. And maybe I guess now is the time to speak out, but I think it should have been something that was done from the beginning, Uh you know? Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I, I I don't know. Well, it's 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 the same thing with the Me Too movement, and it's the same thing with everything. Like, I don't know. I don't know if 
I don't know, like, I don't know what every individual is different. So I don't know what was their idea of not saying anything if something happened to them. Like, I, I haven't experienced that. So I'm just saying it without without uh, emotion with it because I'm just looking at it as a matter of fact. Like, if someone yeah. says something to you a certain way, if somebody touched you a certain way, why wouldn't you say nothing at the present moment? Or why, like, what, like, what? fear what what fear did they have over you that you couldn't say something at that time like did they say hey you know i don't know the circumstances but like say hey if you you let me do this i can get you this or yada 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 if you let me do this i can get that like i don't know the circumstances behind it but it's just like i don't know at first to me it seems fishy at first and then like when the stories add up you know when there's smoke there's fire because one person experienced one per you know experienced something from a bad person then this person had the same experience and it's a domino effect so when one person is brave enough to say something everybody who got in a situation like that they come out later and they say something as well so it's just yeah it's just it's exactly like what you said like you search circumstances different and I don't know the details of, of even any of these stories I don't know you know there's always two sides to a story yeah. and so I, I don't really know any of that I don't want to play or uh, put blame on anyone because like I don't know that I know what I've been through and if I would have I would like I wouldn't speak out about it now because it, I should have at the time yeah it, it, I mean, I should have said something at the time, but I've let it go and it continued. But the worst part is you still see the same people doing the same wrong things to other people. And I think if you see it happening, then you should say something. Mm-hmm. You know, if you see someone else getting, you know, hurt or someone getting abused or absolutely be the person in the locker room to say, hey, that's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, that nobody has done that. Yeah. You know, and that that is actually the, the the point is that nobody has said something. Yeah. You know, everyone has their own individual thing, but no one. You know, you're supposed to be united. You're supposed to be a family. You're supposed to be all this stuff. But if you're not there to protect each other, then you're not. Then it's just it, it's not worth anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's 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 sad and it's crazy because you know like everybody has a story and it's just like oh my god like when you read if you read some of the stories that are out there that people experience it's just it sounds psychotic it sounds nuts like wow like you you know that happened to you like and you didn't and then, you know the first yeah. the first thought comes to mind is why you didn't say nothing why you didn't say why you didn't say nothing nobody i don't know i guess they were just in fear you know i i, I don't know it's just it's sad you know and then you know it's just it, Good. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no. It's. I was just thinking. Like it, it, this goes on not just in the wrestling business. No, everywhere. It yeah. The, yeah. It goes on a, everywhere in yeah. the bars and the you know, And I think it's just at, at some point you have to put your foot down and say like, no, this is not acceptable. And you have to be confident enough in yourself, you know, to actually say something. And I think that's where everyone needs to get more advice on um, and go and talk to different people um, to build that self-confidence up where you say, no, this is not acceptable. And that it's okay to say that. And I think people are lacking that that confidence. 
And I think that's something everyone needs to work on to some level that this is not acceptable. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, speaking about you, Valeska, on, 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 on a lighter subject, um, well, what is your tattoo and what is the meaning behind your tattoos? Oh, I got, I got quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, on the palm of my hand, which is uh, really, really important to me, I have a uh, dad tattooed yeah. on the palm of my hand. Wow. Um, he taught me how mechanic and that's something I'll never forget so it's just always a daily reminder to, to be strong use my hands get the work done and you know be proper and stuff and um, I have oh, oh I have my sacred age angel on my rib cage I have my uh, wrestling boot tattooed on my left leg wow uh, I have an eight-legged rabbit um, both my husband and I have the eight-legged rabbit and our engagement tattoo on the right leg on my shin. Yeah. Um, eight-legged rabbit because we're so lucky yeah. um, that we found each other. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I got tons, and I have, uh, I got tattooed on my feet when I was 11. That's a different story that I can't talk about yet. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk about those ones yet, but you might know about them after uh, having a quick read. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah those ones I'll keep a secret for now still when yeah. I get the film stuff done so <laughs> yep so tell me about that um, you're talking about the film and everything um, what made you decide that you want to put you know your life into words and make a film about it like what like what made you what inspired you to write about yourself um Quite honestly, it, it was my husband. Um, I was going through a lot of um, kind of, I guess, post-traumatic stress. I, I guess that's what it would, I would call it. Um, like you have your, you have your memories, you have all these things, and he said, just start writing because it's therapy. Like yeah. whether it's good, or bad, just write it down and just get it out of your system. And then it ended up being turning into five books. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, mutual friends of ours uh, who just did a film about my husband with wrestling and stuff, she approached me um, to make, to option this for a film. And so about my life story. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, obviously nerve-wracking. I never thought that would happen because I started writing it would be about three years ago now. Um, and so I was like, well, you know, I'm like, did you read the books exactly? <laughs> so she said that she did and she would really love to make a movie about them. And she's she's won Leo Awards and, you know, and that sort of stuff. So she's pretty, pretty uh, up there in, as far as filmmaking goes. But I was just kind of shocked and I was like, my, my life is not that good. You know, it, it was my thought, you know, nobody would be interested in my life. Um, but it turns out that somebody was, and so that's how it kind of all, you know, but I suggest to anyone who's dealing with things going on in their life or things they can't deal with, or they have memories of, write it down. Because yeah. someone can relate to it, and you can help someone. That's definitely what I can say about that. 
Yeah, and you know your life. You're still living. You're 39, like you said. Um, are you constantly writing? Even your experiences now, besides back then, are you writing everything that's going on even at the present moment? Yeah, I do actually. Like I have, um, I'm starting a, a new series called Know Your Role, mm-hmm. and it's uh, more about kind of like what people are like today. Um, and how I compare them to myself and how, how I am. Um, you know, it's kind of, it's, yeah, it's kind of, I I write down everything, like all my trials and tribulations through the day, my thoughts, how to, you know, how, how I deal with things, how I'm dealing with this pandemic. Um, you know, when you, you feel like you're cooped up, I start writing things down that are, that are pissing me off during the day or things that make me really happy during the day. And it's turning out to be quite the quite the novel. So, yeah. <laughs> but I suggest anybody to do that. Honestly, like just get it out because it's better than yelling and screaming. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. Um. That's, and since you're married, I want to ask you, um, what's the key to a successful marriage for you? Communication, and even though there's sometimes there's lack thereof and the storming away, and we'll talk about this later. It mm-hmm. it is really the Communication, you know, when you can actually sit down and actually talk about what is actually the problem or where the source of the problem is, because sometimes it's not even it's not even you, it's not me, it's not them. It's there's a, a trigger, there's something that happened, and it, you know whether it could have been something that you said or something that you did, but if you can't talk about that, yeah. I, I think neither person will be better. You know, if you know, you do have to point out flaws at some point, for sure. Yeah. You know, you actually speak out <laughs> yeah. and, and say, say, this is not acceptable to me, you know, and really just having that communication. But there's the delivery. It's mm-hmm. how you say it. <laughs> yeah. You know, you ask somebody to do something is different. You tell somebody to do something very different. So, yeah. But communication. Yeah. yeah and compassion. Yeah, I like how you said that it's the delivery because somebody could tell you something that will trigger you that that you know there's a way of saying things where it it could be condescending but then there's a way of saying things that could be loving but it's just the way exactly. right Yeah, it's it's the delivery like you know like say for example, you know my husband he left a mess in the kitchen, you know, the night before and didn't clean it up. You know, it's, it's, if you were to say, oh, you know, would you help me to clean up the kitchen? Mm-hmm. You know, would you mind to help me clean up the kitchen? He knows he left the mess, but it's the delivery because the job is still going to get done, but it's the delivery. Yeah. <laughs> if you say, oh, that's a mess in the kitchen, look at all this mess and whatever, that's not going to get the job done. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's true, Val. That's true. Um. <laughs> Um, Val, um, what's been your biggest highs and your biggest lows in your life as of as of so far? Um, the biggest highs of my life is being where I am now. Okay. Um, like I I love my life now. It's 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 not complicated. I live with my best friend. You know, I'm enjoying life, and that all started because. Uh, I was told I was going to die. Uh, wow. I got cancer. Wow. And, 
my husband came along, and it, it was, I think, three or four months we had been dating. And he asked me to marry him because he didn't want me to die alone. And so, it, it, oh my gosh, it scares me up every time I talk about it. But, so we got married, yeah. and I got on food. The CBD oils and the Phoenix Tears and all that sort of stuff, and that actually saved my life. Like I still have cancer; I live with it every day, but that's what is saving my life. And it was his love that helped me get through all of that that hard time. That was my that was my biggest low, where I just wanted to. I was actually going to fly back to Poland um, and just to die. Wow. So I could be with my dad because he had passed. I just wanted to die there. I didn't want no one to suffer like or be in tears around me or feel upset or anything like that. And I actually bought a plane ticket. And I was on my way to go back home. And my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, had messaged me and told me that he loved me. And I hadn't heard anything like that in such a long time that I didn't take the flight back home. Wow. So he's the one who actually saved my life, who kept me to to push me to keep living, for sure. And it's, it's a struggle every day, but he still gives me the kick in the pants to, to keep living, for sure. Wow, that's... Even when I get it. <laughs> that's, be- that's beautiful, wow. You know, it's tough. Like, it is It is hard when you, you know, people always say, oh, you can get hit by a bus tomorrow. I'm like, well, yeah, but I bought the bus ticket. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's kind of, it's, it's a little bit different when you, you know, like, you know it's there and you're still, you don't know when it's going to happen. So you just have to do the best you can do every day. Yeah. Love as much as you can every day. Care about the people you can every day. Just like you, you know, we don't know each other well, but, you know, I know we're going to be friends for a long, long time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, Val. I appreciate that. Wow. Um, what yeah. What uh, type of cancer did you have? Or you you have now? Is I have a, a multiple myeloma. So mm-hmm. I'm in a stage B, which is the terminal phase of mm-hmm. multiple myeloma. Yeah. It's a blood cancer. So it's kind of just the oh. waves come and go. Yeah. But we got all going to together and keep pushing hard and stay positive yeah. you know so your your medicine has just been herbal er, er, herbal remedy then right you haven't had like any pharmaceutical medication it's just been cbd oils or yeah because they uh didn't want to they said well we can't do chemo we can't do any of this sort of stuff because it won't do anything mm-hmm. um and i don't think it would walk around being sick because i've already done that before yeah. um so i uh my husband put me on to um this uh, Phoenix Tears and CBD oil, and that's what keeps me alive. And staying away from like sugars and stuff, stuff that's not like you know that progresses the mm-hmm. cancer, right? Yeah. Um, just herbal stuff. I, you know, I have a lot of um, uh, like turmeric and cumin. You know, thank you for the the Indian people out there because they're really smart about these things. <laughs> um, <laughs> But they they know what they're doing for sure, and all this stuff has really really helped. Like you know, and a friend of ours, um, he's Chinese, uh, gave me a bunch of um, tea, like mm-hmm. mushroom tea and stuff. 
really helps me every day. So it's all herbal. It's, you know, things that are actually really good for your system that your system can process, you know. So I don't ever take, like, Tylenol or Advil or, you know, anything like that. It's not good for the system. Yeah. take stuff, yeah. No, so you did a lot of research on what's good for the body and what's not too, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, of course, there's always like um, the popular. Oh, this is good for your heart, and this is good for this. And but I, I go deeper than that. You got to go right to the right to the source. Like, if you walk into some of these uh, medicinal places where everything's in capsules and all that kind of stuff, no, no, no. You got to go right to the source. You go and actually talk to the people who are the, you know, the Chinese doctors and the uh, Indian doctors and, you know, that and it's all right in front of you. Like you can see exactly what it is and what you're getting. Um, And I think that has really, really helped even for myself mentally where, you know, I know exactly what I'm taking. I know exactly what I'm doing. Um, So that's, I I really recommend that. Like just research everything. It could be made anywhere it could be made in europe it could be made in china it could be made in anywhere but really research and get go right to the source don't buy the prepackaged stuff <laughs> even though it's something but i i think it's it's something you really gotta really really need to find for sure yeah um and what's what's next what's next for val what's next for you Ah, baseball starting on July 3rd. <laughs> Looking forward to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm, like, itching to play, right? So it's one of my favorite sports of all time. So I'm really itching to play. But um, I think just finishing up the uh, option for the film, um, getting that going, which is really good because I get to be a consultant um, as the film is being made. Uh, just so it's not really my terms, but it's something I want to see or, you know, that kind of thing, character development, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so working on that and still running our maintenance business and, um, yeah, just looking after the, the farm with the chickens and hoping to cure the cat here soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just kind of playing it day by day. It's, you know, it's the only thing that we have. Yeah, you know, we have goals and stuff. Of course, um, I do want to have a recovery uh, farm uh, for injured animals or uh, retirement animals. Uh, I do want to have a farm like that one day, where they have somewhere to go and and just relax and you know live out their days. I do want to have that, um, which hopefully will be in the next year or so. Yeah. Um, yeah, but other than that, just kind of. One day at a time, there's not much you can do, especially now. Like, what other options do we have? It's kind of, you know, use our skills to the best that we can and try and make a difference and, you know, one day at a time. Yeah. <laughs> and um, my final question for you, Val, is what would the Val of today tell the Val of yesterday? What is the, what's, oh, sorry, thank Oh, I said, what would the Val of today tell the Val of yesterday? Um, I'm more hmm, confident, I think. Be more um, confident? We all, yeah, like we all have our ups and downs, but today, today is a different day. 
and I feel very blessed. I'm grateful that I uh, have spoken to you. Um, you've kind of actually made me talk about things that I normally wouldn't talk about. <laughs> so it's kind of like, oh, this isn't so bad. <laughs> you know, I actually don't feel like as shy. So it's kind of <laughs> and usually I am pretty shy, but um, no, I'm very grateful, more grateful than yesterday for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, we kind of broke the ice too, so it's more at ease. Yeah. And I- for that <laughs> <laughs> no I'm like oh my god I'm so nervous <laughs> <laughs> alright one more thing before you know just to shoot with this um, how's been how's, how's been going back to work how's work like for you you know cause, you know, for your um, job like how's everything going with that oh it's good it's kind of it's a lot more uh, it, you know quite honestly because because it's a cleaning company and repair company maintenance company but everything is, seems to be a lot cleaner than it used to be. Or <laughs> so, a lot more mindful of the, the mess they leave behind. So it's actually been quite yeah. quite easy. And, you know, just, you know, listen to a movie and or listen to podcasts or, you know, that sort of thing while I'm, while I'm working. But it's been, uh, you know, it's a lonely job. Yeah. But it's, it's kind of, it's a nice little break, though, sometimes, too. So. Yeah. But it's been a lot... I'll tell you that much. You don't see as much uh, damage done. That's for sure. Have you changed your pattern on cleaning, like in a certain way, because of everything that's happened, or is this you clean the same way you cleaned before? Uh, It's always been the same. I I have OCD, so um, everything is is from top to bottom. You know, like my husband's. He's actually got me to relax a little bit on it because. You know, like if there's lines in the carpet after vacuuming, I wouldn't let him walk on it, but now he does, so I'm kind of more relaxed. But (laughs) the cleaning process has actually really been the same because I'm very, you know, I'm always thinking about, like, you know, bacteria and all that kind of stuff anyway, so it's kind of, it hasn't really changed much other than, yeah, actually it hasn't changed really at all. (laughs) (laughs) And it's good, right? You're in your own space where you clean. You're in your own headspace. You're by yourself. So it's like you have time to reflect. You have time to listen. And, you know, I think that's where you do the best reflection is when you're alone too, right? Yeah, exactly. That's where you get your own self-growth, you know? Like you think about, oh, man, this happened today. I was so pissed off. And it's like, oh, it's not that bad. Once <laughs> you actually think about everything and you're by yourself with no really distractions, you're kind of like, oh, why did I even talk about that? That was stupid. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, you know, you do have that good reflection time because you work out by yourself too, don't you? Yes, yes, Whatever, if I can, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, it allows like a good time to, to just, you know, almost decompress. Like you kind of, you have a way of doing things. You know, you got to go to work. You know what the job is. So you kind of have that time to, to think about things, right? So it's just, definitely better for sure yeah you know you get caught in your own headspace like you were saying and you know you just reflect if it's good bad or indifferent you know you're by yourself and you know that's when people talk to themselves i don't care what nobody says people talk to themselves when they're by themselves so you know you have your own conversation by yourself you know and you (laughs) contemplate life you think about different things like think about oh do i need to buy groceries i need to buy this certain amount of things so you know you have your own headspace when you're alone yeah, oh, there's no question about that. I find that uh, the older I get, the more I talk to myself. 
And the thing is, I answer myself too. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but you know, it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. And trust me, you know, you're 39, I'm 44. So trust me, in your 40s is going to be the same like you're in your 30s. This, you're going to have the same mindset. Yeah. Your body might be a little bit more, you know, you know, I don't know, depending on your, you know, I'm sure you're more athletic than I am, but, you know, that's to me is like <laughs> you, the, your body starts to like wear and tear because, you know, I wear steel toe shoes. So it's like my feet are all messed up. They're all jacked up. So I'm like, oh, my God, I, mean, I feel like I'm in pain all the time. But, you know, yeah. well, you know, but, you know, you know how it is because you're on your feet all the time, too. So I'm sure I'm not telling you yeah, something you don't already know. Oh, for sure. I get shin splints really bad. Oh. Uh, that's one of that's. Just, yeah, and it was from playing soccer, like when I was a kid and stuff. And it's just they never seem to go away, and they seem to get worse as I get older. And I'm like, oh, and like you step out of bed, and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's exactly me. So, yeah, good thing we have vodka. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Yes, we were talking about that. That's your go-to drink, right? Vodka, vodka. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, vodka and a cup of coffee. Should be decent. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of coffee do you drink? Is it Tim Hortons, right? It's big in Canada, right? Um, well, yeah, it's kind of, I think what I have right now, it's, um, it's an Italian uh, brand that I get it's from Superstore, but it's really good. It's really strong. Yeah. Because um, I like, you know, like the trucker special. I yeah. like that kind of coffee. The spoon stands up in it. Yeah. So. <laughs> My kind that's of woman. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome! Oh, and I forgot. And I would ask you, in, in Poland, what's 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 your favorite Polish food? Do you have a favorite Polish food? Um, I think. Oh my gosh, I make so much of it here. So, oh. um, I'd have to say, yeah, because I cook like that every day, and my husband complains because he's putting on weight, and it's because of my cooking. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite food, actually, of all time, and I know this sounds crazy. I don't know if you guys call it head cheese here. Head cheese. Oh. So it's, yeah, it's basically like a bunch of how they make it here is a bunch of ham in a thing of jelly. Yeah. Basically, with a chunk of bread, and you pour vinegar on it with salt and pepper and raw onions. I'm not allowed to eat onions though, because my husband's allergic to them. Oh my god. <laughs> But that would be definitely, like, my favorite. People would go and say, like, a pierogi or a cabbage roll or something like that. But definitely, like, old school head cheese, for sure. Wow. No question <laughs> you might have to Google. I gotta, yes, I, I've heard of it. I'm trying to picture it in my mind. So it's like a gelatin on a ham, right? And then it looks like it's gel. Yeah. Kept, yeah. yeah. They used all, like, the extra parts originally. Yeah. Like, from what was happening over and throw it into yeah yeah it, it, it's awesome it almost looks like a parfait right they're almost like one of those gelatin parfaits you know how there's fruit in the jello it looks something like that <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, <I> <laughs> oh my god oh my god <laughs> you know when people put all like the fruit in like a bowl of jello yes it's kind of like that but it's meat <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the perfect way to describe it. Then that is the perfect way to describe it. I never had it. I've never had it before. But is it really good, though? Is head cheese really good? I love it. It's super garlicky, and it's like it, as long as you put a little bit of vinegar on it, yeah. salt and pepper, raw onions, and a nice big chunk of white bread. Yeah. Oh, awesome. yeah, that's my favorite. 
Oh my god, you're, make, you're making me hungry already. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I know, actually, my mouth was just watering. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there is there a particular like Polish drink that you drink, or no? Is, is there like a family, like a, a recipe, like a traditional Polish drink that you like? No, not really. I think, it, like, my dad always made his homemade soda. Like, uh, so we'd have, like, the flavor in a bunch of soda water that he would mix with drinks. Oh. But I honestly, it's like shots of vodka. And um, here I get Tisky beer, uh, which they have. And I do like the Czech bar beer and the Baltica, which is Russian. And, you know, I do like the European beer. So usually I have a nice tall shot glass of vodka and then have a cool on the side and just kind of have a dip and a nip. Oh, do you yeah. like any like German beers or any kind of beers like that? Uh, some of them I do. I do find them to, like when they be, um, when they become really thick, yeah. like I, it's dense for me. Like I'm too small and it just feels too heavy. Yeah. Um, like the really heavy lagers I don't, I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. Um, but, you know, occasionally, you know, I'll try one and, you know, see if I like it, you know, that sort of thing. But I'm kind of a more of a lighter kind of beer drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, try to, you know, I can't put on too much weight. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is your height, matter of fact? I'm 5'2", and I always say I'm 5'2 and 5'8", but I'm not. I'm 5'2 and a half. Oh, 5'2 and a half. Oh, okay. You're not super tall. Yeah. You're not You're not super short. Yeah. You're like caught in the middle. Yeah, I'm kind of like, uh, yeah, I have really long limbs, per se, <laughs> but I'm really short. <laughs> like, I have long, skinny legs, I have long arms, and, you know, it's really, really long, skinny body, but yeah, I'm short, so I'm only like five two and five and a half. Oh, okay. So, are, are you like a, like, is your body like a stick then? Like, are you like a stick figure, or you have curves, or are you like more, like a, like a... No, I can I definitely have curves, but there's no doubt about that. I'm a pretty, um, I guess my husband compares me to an ant because I'm, I'm really torquey. Like I'm a really torquey, like a lean, muscular, that kind of person. I do have some curves, but I can move a lot of poundage for no. my <laughs> So do you have like a, since your baseball is your favorite sport, is, do you have like a baseball player type body? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, man. A uh, Val. Um, pr- I run like huh? a gazelle. <laughs> Say that again. I'm sorry. I said I run like a gazelle. <laughs> oh, you do? Oh, my God. You got to put a video. I want to see a video of you running then. Now you just said that. I have to see a video of you running, just doing a sprint. Oh, for sure. I have a whole bunch from baseball. You'll see. <laughs> oh, send me that. I need to see that then. <laughs> I need to see that. Yeah. Sure, will definitely. <laughs> uh, uh, Val, um, promote your social media. Promote um anything you have coming up. So wrestling, will you ever wrestle again? Um, not in the near future. Um, but I do plan to have one more match. Um, there's no question about that. I do plan to have one more match. That's not in the making yet. Um, but um. I, I'm not a huge social media person, so it's kind of, it's really, uh, um, huh. No, Instagram, 
and no Instagram or Twitter, nothing, uh, just Instagram, just Facebook. Yes. Uh, no, I'm on Instagram. It's uh, Kuklinski. Yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram, so I post like my daily life stuff. You know, the chickens and yeah. you know the cat getting by the raccoon. So nothing really happy, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I know that's sad. Um, yeah, and my Facebook, yeah, it's uh, Valeska Kuklinski. I'm on there. Uh, with all the newest updates. I can't post anything about the film stuff yet, um, but that will be coming, so look forward to that. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you and get to know you too. Uh, I'm sure it won't be the last time we chat. Yeah, definitely, for sure. And um, definitely keep me updated on your film stuff. Let, let me know like when it's coming out, and um, hopefully we can talk back again. I would love to talk to you again and just shoot the shit with you like we've been doing. Yeah, for sure. I would appreciate that. You know, we're we're kind of stuck now. You know, <laughs> so, we're ebony. You know, I, yep, ebony and ivory. Perhaps, <laughs> no, I, 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 I said we're ebony and ivory. <laughs> Thank you, Valeska, and it's a pleasure talking to you and speaking to you. You're like a breath of fresh air, and you're just very open, and that's what I I, I, I love about you. You know what I'm saying? I, I think you're a great person, and I'm sure your husband is a wonderful person, too, and um, the best, my best wishes for you guys, and, you know, always, always love on each other and, you know, communicate, share stories, and just be true, be true to one another. That's what I wish for you, and I thank you so much. Yeah, and I wish the same for you, too, so get back in the saddle, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> I hope, and lots of love to you and your family too thank you and I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices have a good one folks